are listening to the Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. And remember, you can always go to swordchomp.com, uh, where you can find many places you can access our podcast for download. But if you're listening to the show right now, that means you found us. So welcome to the madness that is the Chomp Cast. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash swordchomp. If you want to support us financially, we'll talk more about that later. Uh, look for our VIP tier. Uh, baby, come back. We have a very special chomp cast today. A chomp cast filled with longing and desire for past loves of the video game nature because our topic of the show this week, with help from Chomp Nation and a special guest that I'll get to in a bit, is games that we really want a sequel for, but we just don't think it's going to happen. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. We are bringing the polls back for some love. Uh, you voted, and we have the results to discuss on topics like hot sauce on eggs, yes or no, the new shark film, The Meg, um, the IGN plagiarism debacle, which is actually a pretty serious thing, um, and the new double cheesy gordita crunch, um, which is an almond I'll talk about later. And we have some follow-up thoughts, I'm sure, on a myriad of other games we'll be playing. It's going to be a lovely time. But yeah, baby, come back. Oh, sing it with me, Josh. Baby, come back. Good. Want my baby back, baby back, baby back ribs? <laughs> that's that's our mashup. That's what the gotta pay chili. Come back, now. baby. Hmm. Hmm. No, <laughs> uh, delicious. Um, Joshua Fowler is here from Michigan, of course. Uh, Josh, I was just trying to find an excuse to get you to to sing a little bit. So, uh huh. Um, um, Rich, Josh actually finished Dead Cells literally right before the show. Oh, just before so the good. show. Dead Cells is mm. so good, man. <laughs> Yeah, well, I I finished it on normal. Well, it's getting in the way of my current review. Mm. So <laughs> <laughs> fascinating that a game that brutal has other difficulties. Um, yep. But hey, you know, for the sadists out there, like Josh, <clears throat> um, do what you can. <laughs> um, no, baby, nothing. Okay, well, Rich, Rich, come on, maybe Rich, baby, come back. Oh, you can blame it all on me. There we go. Yeah, no, so it's, a, it's a little high, a pitchy, a little pitchy there. <laughs> little I'm, pitchy. Out, I'm, out, I'm out of practice. The... It's been a long time since high school choir. <laughs> you know what? We all are. Mm-hmm. Um, this, of course, is the one and only Rich Meister, uh, our good friend. He's a Sword Chomp VIP. He is an editor for Destructoid. He is a host of the Cooperative Play podcast. Um, and he's a good friend of ours, and I'm glad you're here today. Glad to be here um, in uh, this special episode of uh, Where in the World is Fish. You know, where in the world is... Let me bring back all the weird songs. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Is she... Yeah, where in I'm the gonna world I'm going to have to Photoshop is... him into a red trench coat. Yes. Now. Yes, oh, yes. Please do. Yes. <laughs> the Filipino Johnny Depp. You know, uh, yeah, Fish is uh, MIA, so if he just shows up in the middle of the show, just Roll with swinging it. <laughs> his micro around in confusion, we're, we're going to let him in and see what happens. We don't know. We just hope he's okay. Um... And it was a weird week, Rich, because Shay is scuba diving right now. I saw that. Um, which <laughs> I saw that. Uh, I put those pictures up on the VIP um, so people could see him. But yeah, he's out there scuba diving. He's living life. So Fish picked a great week to go uh, MIA on us. So. But you're here to, to pick up his slack. Yeah, I'm here to fill uh, the chair. Keep the conversation you know, a lot flowing. Of times, a lot of times you'll see a podcast, you know, it's like if some of the hosts are missing, you're like kind of sad. But... Not when Rich is here. We're happy, because Rich is a very special guest. Bring it. Ha. Um, it's good to be back. And you have to make, 
You have to make up for two people, not just fish, but Shay. All right, you have to Got combine some big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, and unfortunately, Fish's case, having big shoes didn't really qualify for anything else in his. No in his correlation life. there. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no it's just freaky. Whatsoever. Hmm. It's yeah, odd. Poor guy. Um, and weirdly enough, I did not do this on purpose. I swear to God, but. The, del- the cheesy gordita crunch thing, I feel like last time you are here we talked we about We always it. talk about Taco, Taco Bell, Bell, which is great. That, that's like freak. That's freakish coincidence. That's fate. It's, it's fate. Um, I didn't know that thing was a real thing until I saw the ad for it the other day, and then I had to go try one because I hate myself. Yeah, no, I, did. We, hmm. I don't deserve to be happy, but I do deserve a cheesy gordita crunch. <laughs> and Taco Bell could use that as an ad if they want to call me. I don't. I don't deserve to be happy, but I do deserve a cheesy gordita crunch. And the you commercial know, that, would just be me eating it in my car at three a.m. I can that see that happen. moving some products. Yeah, I, I could. It's a new approach. People yeah. like honesty. You know, mm-hmm. it's like uh, yeah, yeah. I, honestly, if ha- if happiness isn't eating a cheesy gordita crunch in your car alone at three a.m. listening to Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> Then, uh, I, I don't know what it is. Pulling our weirdly long Batman Forever conversation that happened yeah. before we started recording. Yeah, I was recording, so maybe if you guys were recording, we could throw that somewhere. Um, but, but yeah, we, were having, we had a very delightful conversation about um, Nicole Kidman gently resting her soft fingers on the bat nipples yeah. in Batman Forever. And how it, I think it actually jolted me into puberty. I think that's what happened. I think at that was, moment, I was rocketed. It's my sexual awakening. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's different for everybody. So, mm-hmm. anyways, it's gonna be a fun show. Uh, glad you're here, Rich. Glad you're here, Josh. And uh, Fish, if you show up, um, we'll be happy to have you. You're in our thoughts. <laughs> um, uh, by the way, yeah, if Fish ends up on a milk carton in the next couple of days, then um, they still do that. Seems so funny. I I don't know. Do they? That's that's that's. They should put it like on a forty. Then I'd notice. Oh yeah, that's sad but true. <laughs> <laughs> sad but true um anyways so the topic of the week is is a pretty interesting one um our first topic got diverted so i'm sorry uh rich wanted to talk about bioshock 2 and sequels that he did or games that he didn't like at first but he eventually but, came um, around on i will plug by the time this is up uh there will be a deep dive anniversary piece i wrote on the original bioshock up over on destructoid.com if you want to read that all right. Okay. Okay. Oh, deep dive. I see. Is that a is that an intentional uh, word? Yeah. There? You know, it's underwater. <laughs> I will be um enraptured by your oh. uh, words. <laughs> it's the city <laughs> from the game. <laughs> oh, this is punny. Um, and I don't know if I introduced myself. I'm Morgan Barnes from Montana, by the way, aka General Mountain Time. If I didn't, if I did, then that's two introductions, and I'll feel bad. But I don't think I did. I don't believe you did. <laughs> um, sometimes I forget to do that. But yeah, so, but a pretty fun topic of the show. The idea is basically sequels that we really want, but we don't think are ever going to happen. And we had a conversation back in the day, Rich, about like games that we wish would be Kickstarter, like sort of like revival Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, dream Kickstarters. But this is different, I think, uh, in many ways. It yes. could apply to that, but I think it's different. So what was your inspiration for this? Was it the Windjammers? Um, there's a couple of things. Windjammers 2, for one, was definitely part of it. Um, and I also got thinking about uh, Shenmue 3, uh, because mm. I am currently playing the Shenmue remasters, uh, mm. which is an experience to be playing those games again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh. 
but yeah, it, it's kind of a weird thing to think about. Like I never, and it was such an innocuous, like I woke up and all of a sudden Windjammers 2 existed. I never thought I would hear those words. There's some very excited Frenchmen. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and there's, there's, there's a very big French scene for uh, Windjammers, but yeah. Uh, I mean, which is interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. weird, right? And uh, I mean, the original Windjammers still coming to the Switch. Uh, I think next year, or it might be later this year. Um, but wait, wait, can I just interrupt you yeah, and yeah, say that ahead. I don't know a single thing about Windjammers? Never touched it. Never seen you it. You should don't even... stop the podcast. Just go buy Windjammers. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't understand yeah, what it those, is. Okay, is it, it is a. It's a good way to explain Windjammers. It is a very high speed, competitive, like. I guess disc throwing game. It's like fucking combat frisbee. And it is just when you know how to play it, like the volleys get intense and it is just so fun. And up until that PS4 release uh last year or earlier this year, I it's all a blur at this point. Um it was almost impossible to find a good place to play that by legal means. Uh it was like suspended off on the Neo Geo somewhere. Oh, um, really? Yeah, okay, and it has so... an incredibly large competitive scene in France. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Um. And you're a fan. You you enjoy it. Yes, I was first introduced okay. to Windjammers uh, via one Jeff Gertzman, uh, who got me determined to find a way to play Windjammers, and I fell in love with it instantly. Okay. Sounds cool. Sounds cool. I mean, it sounds intriguing. I guess. And now there is a um, an easy way to play it, so I'd recommend to anyone. There's even a Vita version. Wow. Okay. And too bad I got rid of my fucking... I've, I've had, like, two Vitas, and I got rid of both of them. It makes me feel like a terrible person. Um, but, okay, so that inspired it. So is there any... Like, so where do we go from here? Is there another game that... What, what, so Windjammer's inspired, but, but what is, like, your dream? I don't think the sequel will happen, but this is... Yeah, there's there's a few coming to thoughts. Um, for one, uh, more of, like, a spin-off in a direction, but it's a game that was announced at one point. Uh, not even officially announced, but we knew it was happening and was lost to time. At some point, and we'll bring it back to Bioshock, um, there was a Bioshock game being developed for the PlayStation Vita that was rumored to be a tactics game that took place before the fall of Rapture and what? focused Weird. on the Atlas versus Ryan uh, conflict. Hmm. And but isn't the fall of Rapture like the interesting part of it? Like I don't. Well, it focused on the war that led to the fall of Rapture, um, oh, which okay, I think would okay. be super interesting to have like. Playing these sides against each other of Ryan's guys who are splicing versus Atlas's guys who are splicing, and just I sort of pictured it as like brawls in the more vibrant, less destroyed streets of Rapture. Yeah, almost like a political. That almost sounds like inner political thriller kind of a thing. Different clans and groups. Totally. And, stuff. and uh, like that was so interesting to me. There's not a lot of detail on what it was. Um, just the word tactics was tossed around, and that it was a prequel. Weird, huh? Okay, well, that's kind of interesting. Hmm. Yeah, and to make a prequel in a whole different kind of game seems that's probably why I got canned because it doesn't make any sense. It, I mean, I think it's interesting just because any way you want to look at it, um, I think that is a fascinating universe. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the weird thing about those kind of games is like Bioshock was one of the most influential games ever, right? We all love it, but that a lot of times when you see a game of that magnitude, it gets like just spinned out to hell right and, it, and bioshock didn't didn't, didn't suffer from that no we got bioshock 2 is the only thing that takes place in universe um the burial at sea expansion for bioshock infinite also takes place in that same universe and mm -hmm. i both of those things are fantastic games um Bi yeah. bioshock 2 i actually appreciate more now 
uh, after playing through it again. It, yeah, they didn't, I think purposely, uh, Ken Levine at the time didn't let it get out of hand in that sense, and it left a certain mystery about that world, because everything yes. we know about it is still very intriguing. I'm assuming Ken Levine probably protected that franchise as much as he could because that was his baby I th yeah i think so too um and i think that bioshock infinite's ending was sort of the bullet in the foot to the bioshock franchise of you can't ruin this because i already ruined it well i like the well uh, let's put it this way i don't ruined is maybe of, the I, wrong word it, it's leaving that possibility of there's yes. always this world it, it takes away the consequence of any game uh taking yeah. place there which does ruin like why have another game then Yeah. Well, yeah, it 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 does the whole Dark Tower thing with the whole all universes are connected type yeah, mythology. Yeah, it's, so, it's always going to so go this point, way. So. Anything you say is in the series, you can theoretically say, oh, yeah, sure, it's in the series. Um, which, because it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Yes. Yeah, which kind of gives this. them credit, or not credit, but kind of gives them the freedom to not putting anything else in that And that's series. what I think the, I think his intention was. Mm -hmm. was, yes. I'm not going to let the IP slip out of my hands and be burned <laughs> to the ground. That's mm -hmm. so fucked up. I'm going to burn it to the ground for you, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Gonna I'm going to destroy it before you get the fucking chance. Yeah. I, I Controversially, I mean, I have a... The, Ken Levine, or Levine, however you pronounce his last name, he's like one of my most like influential people in the industry. Like For me, I, I, love, I love him to death. Like he's, he's working on something now that is rumored to deal with the nemesis system mm -hmm. like inspired by the nemesis system from the shadow of mordor games which is awesome which is sounding. nuts because i thought we'd be seeing a lot more of that already and yeah. uh rumors are uh, assassin's creed odyssey actually has something similar in it exactly so like i i but i just controversy i did not get into infinite that much i hated the whole that whole plot the, my one of my frustrating plot lines for me is like the parallel universe thing because i feel like it gives you it, I like creative freedom, but I feel like it just gives you too much freedom to just do whatever you want. Because you're like, in another universe, yeah, yeah. anything could be I agree. Yeah. And I actually, like I said, uh, I, I replayed Bioshock, Bioshock 2, and Bioshock Infinite in preparation for this piece I wrote. And I actually think Infinite is the weakest game in my head now. Um, mm -hmm. And weirdly enough, I think Bioshock 2 is the strongest, and I did not like it at the time. Whoa, mm. whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You had me until you said the strongest. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think Bioshock how, how, 2 tells a weirdly fantastic story that adds depth to that uh, world that I wanted. And I, I did not like that game at all the first time I played it. I really liked Minerva's Den. Yeah. Um, you know? But not the main I'm game. Curious, I'm curious how much of that is playing them in series like that. Because I kind of feel like part of the weaknesses of 2 were... It, 2 really depends on, on 1 as far as the, the lot yes. of the story beats. Um. And when two came out, it wasn't particularly fresh in everyone's memory. Agreed. Um, and I think, and so I yeah, I kind of feel like they offloaded a lot of the storytelling onto another game. You're right. You're right. About so, like that. you're saying, it was, so much of it was fleshed out, which was really cool. But if you're like, not as familiar far as just already, like self-contained. Yeah, whole, it, it doesn't serve as a good self-contained story. And mm -hmm. I, I think also a part of it that made it shine, like you said, playing it back to back, was seeing everything that I thought was frustrating in the original bioshock for the most part is remedied in bioshock 2 yeah hacking yeah. hacking is fixed um just, like there, there's a whole lot about that that just like it runs smoother i think the research camera which is one of the best parts of bioshock 1 is actually more interesting in 2 
because it's a research video camera into where you actually record entire encounters rather than Mm -hmm. just snapshot a splicer as it tries to bludgeon you to death well that's that's a fascinating idea though the like for maybe for another day but like the idea of how like no one's going to argue that bioshock was the most influential and the most important um, I think for the it, genre it was for bringing yes, uh, yes. the the PC shooter to console. But when you play it in, in like down the road, yeah, you're yeah. not you don't care about importance or anything. You're just playing them, you know, fifteen years later, ten years later, whatever. You're you're digesting it differently. Um, Absolutely. Like I like I feel like the for the first Metal Gear Solid is more important, but I feel like Metal Gear Solid Two is just a better game. And a lot of people disagree with me on that, but I just feel like because it's more polished. Um, it's it's everything you liked about Metal Gear Solid, polished better. Maybe it holds up better. I don't know. Like you said, maybe it, it holds up worse. Really, because you think it holds up worse? It really? holds up much worse because they were adding in more and more first person elements, and they hadn't quite got to first person yet. So. Yeah, in order to do any stealthy kill, you have to go in a first-person camera and headshot somebody, because otherwise you'll trigger an alarm. Whereas in the original, you could just shoot them. It was all all on one screen. It worked the way it was supposed to. Feel, but it Uh it it felt more cohesive going back to it. Whereas two, you kind of get in these like it. It's I, I noticed this going back to it. Like it's it's really odd how you have this first person mode that you have to go into for every single shot in order to stay in stealth there there totally are ways to do it outside of the first person mode but you essentially have to know exactly what you're doing and how Mm -hmm. to aim like without being completely familiar with it on the fly you're absolutely right the first person mode is 100 percent necessary yeah yeah because you can yeah exactly that's what that's what i meant Mm -hmm. because you can still play it outside of the first person but it's just there's it's more nuanced than the original where you you didn't have to worry about that stuff. There wasn't really headshots in the original unless you were using a uh, the sniper rifle. But that in part right? leads to its more arcadey feel. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Simplicity. Mm-hmm. Simplicity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I get that. That might be true. Anyways, um, that's a good one. That's a good one. So, uh, Bioshock 2, we, we got on the tangent there. Yeah, we, um, we switched to a totally different topic, I think. <laughs> so, wait, what did you have wedged in between Windjammers and Bioshock 2? I, I got missed. Um, I, I totally mentioned something, and now I'm losing my fucking head. <laughs> uh, Maybe you don't want it that badly. Isn't after that all. nuts? Uh, God damn it! Yeah, there's. Did you? I, I think even beyond like just sequels in general, series I'd like to see come back. Um, in regards to how we're seeing, we're seeing HD remakes of a lot of things. Um, I'd like to see a new, not even just an HD remake. I'd like to see a new Ape Escape. Ape Escape, weird. Okay, that would be fun. I, yeah, Ape Escape was a good game. Like, I mm-hmm. I feel like nobody talks about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember I remember Ape Escape like as a kid. I I, I remember because there was some sort of weird Metal Gear Solid crossover. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, you, it was it was the snake. bonus thing in three. Yeah, it was like the the bonus game on their on the the special edition of it. It was straight up an entire Metal Gear Solid style level where you're playing as a monkey dressed as Solid Snake and, like, talking to, to like, Ocelot on the radio. Like, it's all there. It's Mm -hmm. pretty damn amazing. Ape Escape is one of those games I had on my original PlayStation. I had a demo disc for it. I think it was the PlayStation Magazine demo. Probably. Um, I played it over and over again. Yeah, it was just, like, an open-world game where you ran around catching monkeys. That was pretty much the whole game, right? And Sony didn't forget about it. I mean, they released Ape Escape 2 on the PS4 last year. 
Hmm. Did they really? Yeah, in the PS2 classics. What? Yeah, you can get Ape Man, Escape 2 on okay. your PS4 right now. Huh. More you know. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, those are some pretty good ones. And if, and if you did mention one, maybe we'll I, I did mention one. Shenmue briefly. I think that was it. Oh, Shenmue. Uh, how, oh, that one we're actually my, getting. I was going to tell you one of my stories is when I was a kid, I used to I used to cut lawns in my I lived on a military base and I would walk around just siphoning my skills to cut people's lawns, you know, mm-hmm. like 10 year olds do 15. Well, I would have been like 15 or 16. As they do. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I just went around cutting lawns for a whole summer. And I remember after like a month and a half, I had saved up enough to buy the Dreamcast was actually going out of business at the time. And at my local. Um, That's when I got mine as like, well, when it was uh, cheap and I bought a bunch of games with it. Yeah. It was like $99 at my local BX, which is like a military. Mm-hmm. Um, Walmart, or well, it's like a well, military retail store, basically. Okay. And um, and I remember thinking like it was the coolest thing ever because I didn't care like what was new, super new at the time. I was fifteen, fourteen years old. You know what I mean? I'm just like a oh, fucking Dreamcast. And I remember like yeah, what a Chow Garden man. Mm-hmm. Well, and the weird thing was Shenmue was one of my favorite games at the time, but like looking back, it was like so like dismal and weird and like it, here's the I best remember, part. Like, I had to print- I, I'm enjoying replaying those more than I thought I would. Um, uh, is that nostalgia? Do you think? I think though? it's nostalgia, I... and it's also I think me getting into Yakuza in the past year and seeing mm. like the roots of that in it. Yeah. Um. Also, there's a great trophy in the PS4 version. Um. Called uh, appropriate response for calling nine one one as soon as the game starts. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. You know, to be fair to that game, when it first came out, I'm telling you not. I, I'm telling you not. I'm shitting you not. Whenever I, like, the concept of just a time in that game, like, you had to walk up to a store at 8 o'clock if you wanted yeah. to talk to somebody, was such a fucking mind-blowing thing at, in 1990, well, I, whenever I was playing. And you had to wait the, yeah, I think I believe 98. And you had to wait the day out. Like, yeah. the idea of being like, oh, man, I gotta go to bed, like, in real life soon. Am I gonna, how much am I gonna get done in Shenmue today? <laughs> yeah, you could buy, yeah, you could go buy a soda. I would just walk around. Like it was it was, it was the first Sonic time a game toys. made me feel like that. Yeah, yeah. And then there was these crazy moments that would happen. Yeah, it was the first time a game really like sort of changed the game for me in that way, but um anyways, that's a good one. That's yeah. good. One. What about you, Josh? When you think about sequels that you're like, "Man, I I wish they'd ma-. Well, see, here's the thing though, Rich. You're going to get those sequels. You're going to probably get Shenmue 3. Well, we know we're going to get, get Shenmue 3. Yeah, I think the fact so. that we made it as far as the uh, HD re-releases means, like, we're gung-ho for getting that. Uh, that's going to get finished. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, what about you, Josh? What were you thinking about this topic? Oh, um, I've got a bunch of it's. It's We, we kind of talked about this a little bit recently in other context, but I would love to see another Vagrant story. Yes, yes. Like they that was kinda... one that Rich has yet to play. I have, Rich. and you, you talk you're... to me about it all the time, and you're not the <laughs> only one. I have a friend who talks to me about it all the time, too. No, it's we should so do, we should do a th- Me and Josh have talked about playing that game again. We should do a three-way stream, all right? You, <laughs> okay. me, and Josh, and we should just... I would definitely make time for that, like, a couple hours a week. I, I um, could that... figure that out. That sounds fun. Yeah, and Josh would play it though because I'm terrible at games. So, or you, or or I, Rich could play it, and me and Josh could be like your coach or something. For, for the record, I know for a fact there's a local uh, like sort of mom and pop like game shop by me that deals in a lot of retro stuff like around the corner from my place, and mm-hmm, yeah. I'm pretty sure I could walk in there and grab a copy of that game for like thirty bucks anytime I wanted. 
How how would we stream that though? It's because you do you you have software that can stream PlayStation, or would you just get it on? Oh hell! Oh hell yeah! Um, I could pop that in a PS2, and I have some cabling that would go directly into an Elgato. You th- is that compatible on the PS2? That particular game? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Man. Okay. Well, that's well. It sounds like you got the. Trust me. The, as, it sounds like you got the goods. As somebody who wants to stream Katamari Damacy at any time, oh, uh, yeah. I'm ready to plug in a, <laughs> a PS2. How about this? I can't speak for Josh, but if you buy the game, I will make time for it. Okay. But I would, I would, I've been wanting to stream a game with Josh for a while because Fish and Shay were doing um, Far Cry, and it was like their fun thing together. Um. But that I've been talking to you about Vagrant Story forever, and me and Josh like to spread the word. I'll tell you what, I will. Uh, I'm off from work tomorrow. I will head to this store and see if I can't snag a copy. Okay. Right. And if you don't like it, we can talk about why you don't like it. That's fine too. Oh yeah. You don't have to like. But um, that game. The oh man, that music. Go ahead, Josh. I didn't mean to interrupt you. On that. <laughs> Vagrant Story. Well, yeah. Yeah, like the the actual like in a direct sequel is kind of what I was more along the lines lines of what I was thinking. Um, maybe not direct, direct, but just kind of based on the same region and everything. Um, mm-hmm. because that whole, the Final Fantasy tactics slash tactics advance slash vagrant story world that are all very, very loosely connected, like, yeah, seem yeah. as, as, as far as, you know, like the little bits of lore. Is vagrant there. story that makes those Final games? Fantasy tactics? Name? Like universe thing, yeah. yeah. I didn't even know that. Evilies. I didn't even know that. Final Fantasy Tactics is one of like probably at least the number four spot in like my top ten games mm. ever. Wait, Vagrant Story was in Evilies? Yeah. No, so, get out of here. So was it really? Throw Final Fantasy Twelve in there too, then. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty that. sure. I'm gonna look this up now. True. I'm like okay. ninety-nine. No, you can, you can talk, sure. Josh. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Okay. You can continue your thought. Yeah, yeah, but like. An actual sequel to that game with, you know, basically the same combat because the combat was. It, it, it's essentially just the Pip Boy type, you know, the, the VATS, VATS system. Yeah. It's essentially VATS, but since there is no real time alternative attack to play with, it, you're in this. Tar- like, mm-hmm. So it's essentially well, turn based combat where you can target limbs. Yes. 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 Um it's just like the VAT system from Fallout basically. Mm-hmm. Or Parasite wasn't Parasite Eve built the same way where you had that little grid pop up and you'd shoot the body parts? That sounds uh, right. It's It's I been never forever. Played Parasite Eve, so I did. I'm just I going off. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it's been so long. I can't remember. That that sounds right, but I just think the vats. I never it's owned that like one. I always put it at somebody else's house. So, but it's tricky because like you can like be fighting a boss and you can't see its tail in the grid, so you'll have to like run around it, which might be kind of difficult. And then suddenly, when you open the screen, you can see you can see its its weak spot or something. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So like it encourages you to like move around the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, For the record, and it had this... whenever somebody can't remember combat scenarios, I always fall back and going, "No, nah, man, you're thinking of Dino Crisis," <laughs> which is you know likely enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, so, I just got a message from Fish. So he said he fell asleep on the couch. Told you. He's fired. Mm-hmm. We're gonna. That's the joke. Remember, he's been demoted to the impersonator, Filipino Johnny Depp. And I'm okay. actually now permanently taking his seat. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah. So, Vagrant Story is a that game. Every time I talk about that game, I just I hope it's not too much nostalgia. But I played it. 
in 2016, I played the first 10 minutes of it for like mm-hmm. a video. And like that story is like so refreshingly like adult in a way that like that might have been the first time far- we talked about uh, that game uh, yeah. when you were replaying it. The yeah. music is a 10 out of the music is fucking perfect. The art direction is perfect. It's all perfect. The dialogue is perfect. The story will hit you. It's just great. Now they had this cool system too, where you could like come ch- like combine weapons together. Like yeah, I found like- a weird hilt and a weird blade, and you could like mix them together for different. So it was like a, you were like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a blacksmith or an alchemist. Yeah, you 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 forged all your gear in that game, which was really cool because you could pick like which attack types you wanted and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, just by the way, ch- good yeah. news. Mm-hmm. You were right, Josh. Uh, I looked it up. Ivalis, uh, this is the more you know, listeners, um, is the fictional universe primarily appearing in Final Fantasy video games. The world was co-created by Yusumi Masuno and Hiroyuki Ito, I'm probably pronouncing those wrong, in 1995, and since has been expanded on over several games as the Ivalis Alliance series. Ivalis is described as the complex world with a very long history and the stories of Final Fantasy Tactics, Vagrant Story, and Final Fantasy XII all take place in it. Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh. Oh, by the so, way, I, I briefly looked this up while we were while you guys were talking. Um, if I can't find it at that local shop, I just found the game on eBay for twenty five dollars. Uh, if I can't find it there tomorrow, I will pull the trigger on that. All right. Okay. All right. Well, keep us in the know. That could be a really cool streaming series that we could make some time for. For sure. Um, because I would love to experience that game again, but I don't really have the means of playing. It, I, I would so. love to sit down and play through it with the two of you who are like super enthusiastic about it. <laughs> yes, yes. As long as you, you know, I think if we're able to enjoy it in a good environment, we could, like, just, like, get into it. And I wouldn't, like, it'd be nice to have us here because there's parts where, like, instead of you getting stuck, you just be like, hey, you guys remember what I should do here so I'm not stuck? You know, because there's weird puzzles in the game. Like, it's not, I'll tell you right now, Rich, it's, by, it's not a perfect game. There are some frustrating things about uh, it. It's a PlayStation um, 1 RPG. I don't think I was expecting perfection. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. That saying is kind of dumb. There's no perfect games. <laughs> but it has, it has some sticking points. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted, Final but, Fantasy Tactics is perfect, so I bar. But if you if you put Josh <laughs> if you put Josh's brain inside of your body, I think you'll be fine. Is, how about inside there. of my stomach, like a Krang situation? Okay, mm. that could <laughs> that could work. <laughs> Krang. Um. Okay. Uh, so, Vagrant Story, like a sequel, if they could carry on that that series. What about anything else, Josh? Yeah, it, it's it's funny you mentioned Katamari Damacy. That's one for I, me as well. Yeah, I. Like, I mean, they've made sequels after sequels for, like, different things. And they're decent ones. For, yeah. Like, the original the original sequel, like, uh, We Love Katamari, was, was pretty good. Um, Touch My Katamari is also not bad. The Vita one. Mm-hmm. I, I would like... It, it's, it's funny. I, I put so much time into the multiplayer in the original Katamari. Um, just playing with mm. friends, which was... Mm. Uh, my friends did a lot of drugs, so I played a lot of Katamari. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really odd multiplayer game because mm. it essentially, I think the idea was kind of like sumo. Like your 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 final goal is to just roll over your opponents. Yeah. Um. So you're you know kind of racing to see who can and knocking grow things off their Katamari. Yeah, as yeah you knocking go. stuff off of them. I would not mind seeing some sort of, like, just multiplayer-only 
Katamari game with like online play wow. so we could C- could you imagine and like this this specifically will never happen um like a free to play online multiplayer Katamari mm-hmm. with just like skins for different cousins and stuff yeah <laughs> yeah that would be so much fun skins i like that i like to, that that saying sounds funny skins for different cousins like anyone who plays katamari knows exactly what i'm talking about mm-hmm. uh, yeah, <laughs> i don't i have no idea what you're talking uh, about what <laughs> i've really um, been thinking about it's funny you mentioned katamari i've really been thinking about this isn't gonna play well on an audio podcast like on my forearm right here getting a tattoo of the prince uh rolling a katamari uh towards my hand that would be great <laughs> uh that's well, it sounds like you have a fellow Katamari enthusiast, Josh. There you go. Mm-hmm. You seem to have just been dealing with me and Shane <laughs> Fish staring back at him. It like, is. God, what a fucking series. Like, I, the music, yeah. the look, everything about it. It's so weird the and so good. The music in that game. Like, especially the first one. Especially the I original still, soundtrack. It's one of my go-to soundtracks when I'm just sitting at my desk working. Yeah. It is, it is possibly the best video game soundtrack ever. Just, Whoa! I would, yeah, Whoa! that's a contender. Can't say things for like sure. That. Yeah. That's a contender. <laughs> it is so good. One of the few uh, video game soundtracks I've made a point to buy on vinyl. Mm hmm. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Well, yeah. I'm glad way, you Way back when the game originally came out, and you just, there, there was no way to really get the soundtrack stateside. I actually I, hooked up cables and recorded directly because they, they had a track listening. Like you could go in yeah, and just in, listen in to game, each yeah. track in game and i just recorded each of them so i could make my own soundtrack until i was finally able to import a copy the, of it the first Shh. video game soundtrack i ever imported was the parappa the rappa soundtrack mm. <laughs> I, I love those stories all the weird things we do for certain games when we were a kid to get something like the sound out of it or something weird like i, I used to vhs tape myself playing metroid because i wanted to hear the music <laughs> like Super Metroid, I used to VHS. What a roundabout tape. way to do it, but hey, it works. <laughs> I well, mean, well, I was like, yeah, eight, you were like a kid. Yeah. yeah, we when we were in a band together in high school, that's how we recorded our music as well on uh, on on yeah, tape because yeah. that I, was the only audio <laughs> recording we had. The first time I was in, uh, it was all on video. It's probably the second band I was in. We recorded, we put a cassette tape outside the door because the room we were in was not uh properly like set up so it sounded worse in the room so like cassette recorder outside the door with the door closed <laughs> that's pretty sad when it sounds worse um in the room than actually than weird, weirdly enough that that became infamous that particular recording with my group of friends for saying that i was the only one that sounded decent on that recording i think we were doing a cover of my generation and they refer to the drum solo as a trash can solo, the guitar <laughs> solo as pure trash, and then go, Rich's bass solo sounded all right. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, uh, well, I mean, so that, that's cool, though. That Katamari stuff, I, I like to hear that. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm trying to get Fish into the chat here. Yeah, he's here. Before I... Fish made it. Fish, are you here? Fish is here. It's your boy. Oh, f- <laughs> about fucking Welcome. time. Welcome. Hey, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, wow, this is the first time I ever slept on our podcast show. I called it, by um, the way, Fish. I said you probably just fell asleep. He did. Yeah. They called. I was all worried. I thought you had died or something, or somebody mugged you. <laughs> somebody mugged me. Oh, 
Yeah, that uh, that's not in my quiet neighborhood. Yeah, that's that's not a possibility here. Thing that I would be dying to here is probably to uh, a giant radiated frog. That's cool. Hmm. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that? Uh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. I was moving my lawnmower while I was uh, mowing the lawn, and there's and a giant asleep. frog underneath there. <laughs> a hypno toe jumped out huh. and hypnotized <laughs> me and put me to sleep. <laughs> Been there. Um. But we were telling you, Fish, uh, Anthony Fisher joins us from Texas, um, radiated frog expert. We were just telling Rich uh, before you got on that you've been demoted after this to uh, Filipino Johnny Depp impersonator. Um, so, <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, man. Well, I heard there's two of those guys running around with the same face. So, so you'll find work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I haven't. Yeah, well, it's well, fish. We were just talking about. Um, I was about to jump in here, um, talking about some of the sequels that we really want to see, but we don't think we will. Um, and we got into a long Bioshock conversation, and then Rich had mentioned the Windjammers coming out, and Shenmue, and um, Josh had mentioned kind of glossing over these. Josh had talked about Vagrant Story and uh, Katamari. Um, what is it, Damasi? How do you say it? Damasi. Damasi. And we actually were discussing potentially a three-way stream with me. Rich and Josh all playing Vagrant Story because Rich has never played it before. Um, which wow. is, uh, do you have any thoughts on Vagrant Story, Fish? Yeah, that that game was so- something very different when it first came out. Like, I don't think there was a game quite like that when that game came out. And uh, yeah, to see a a new sequel done in modern times to that game style and maybe do something. Uh, a little bit more unique uh, to bring it into, you know, modern times would be mm-hmm. fascinating as hell because I, I did love like the way their, uh, like you all their item system as far as like leveling up your weapons against certain enemies was so fucking unique back then to me. And I don't. Oh, think that's games... right. You had to like kill certain undead things if you wanted your sword to be better at undead. Right. Things. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. And that game got difficult at higher levels because if you did not have a weapon that was strong against certain enemy types and you're going up against you know like eh, humanoids at the very end i believe you'd be slapping it doing like one damage boom yes boom (laughs) god damn it yeah yeah and i don't recall if i ever went back to try and level them up or if you even could i don't remember that much of that game but you can not a lot of grinding areas yeah there yeah yeah, you just yeah, you can. Yeah, there were, but it was like it never really became something trivial. It was kind of okay. Uh, I think Josh would be able to help us avoid that mistake. I wouldn't. I see. Vagrant yeah. Story is one of the few games I got to the last boss, and then I had to watch Josh beat it because I couldn't do it. <laughs> um, but like yeah. the last boss in that game was no- was like just brutal, fucking notoriously. See, that reminds There's, me of I was that yeah. guy in my group of friends where like I'd get my friends into really deep RPGs, and then they'd call me to come to their house to beat the last boss for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was always fun. Yeah. yeah, Vagrant Story in particular, it it has a parry system in it mm. that you can completely ignore for most of the game, and then you get to the last boss, and there are attacks that will just one shot you. So you gotta you be on top of that. If you yeah. haven't mm-hmm. learned how to parry, uh, 
So yeah, Which you could almost say is bad game design if you wanted to. You could almost say like, "What the hell? Why is this?" I mean, but I mean, to a degree, it is. If mm-hmm. like, if it's so vital, there should be some sense of forcing you to engage with it earlier in the game. Then, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like like in Cuphead. If you don't parry properly, you'll get your ass kicked. But you'll figure that out early on. There's like levels where you only parry. You know what I mean? So it's like they, um, yeah. pacifist runs. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, I know people who did that, and you know what? Yeah, Josh did it. I mean, he got the. I think Josh and Shay. Got I don't the, doubt whatever. I could have. I just I had to move on with my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Shay and I both had to one hundred percent the game just to just rub to it in Morgan's rub rub Morgan's nose in it. Sometimes it's so, worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See what happens? I beat it first on expert, and then they got mad at me because I was being very cocky about it, and I was just slinging my tiny ding-dong everywhere, and then all of a sudden they're like, all right. I think the only, well, like, shoot. cultural effect Cuphead on on me was, like, I'd be out at bars with my friends, and I'd, like, get too drunk and slap something out of their hands and be like, a brawl is surely brewing! And so I was just <laughs> engaging in bar fights like an asshole. A brawl is surely brewing! Uh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, I think the, the big one for me that I had to tease on our Instagram page that always kills me is uh, Kingdoms of Amalur, mm. um, which I... I didn't play much, Kills. but I remember liking what was going on with that game. It, it was just a game that connected with me, but I think the part that frustrates me the most is it was successful. It was reviewed fairly well. I mean, it was the first one, and you know how this is. Like, the, the, the games before Oblivion weren't that great, like, I objectively, you know what I mean? Like, it, it takes time sometimes for a, a franchise to really iron stuff out. It had yes. a lot of the issues that games have like you see the same faces on enemies and the same environments over and over had some of those kind of issues but um it was basically a loot god of war like the and dipped in world of warcraft it was like a beautiful um like you could roll around it felt like god of war but it the felt enemies very dropped the loot. mmo but was probably in more of the scale of like a dragon age yes mm-hmm. yes yes and it actually i loved playing it. if you can crank that game to hard difficulty it is super fun but the thing that frustrates me about kings of Omler is the only reason it doesn't exist, it sold 2 million copies, is because the fucking company went under. <laughs> so, like, yeah. it's a very weird circumstance, and no but, one picked I mean, it up for a... think of it this way. It's never too late to pick up an IP, whoever that lies with at this point. Uh, I mean, THQ Nordic just bought Time Splitters. Yeah. yeah. It's never too but late. You, I, right. I'd like to hold that hope, Rich. I just feel like people could have bought that. I think that IP was going for sale at a pretty reasonable rate. And I'm like, it sold so many copies. Why not pick it up and just like, there's so many other games out there that people are making that are way safer and way more boring. I think also like, oh. there's enough distance now that a company like ATHQ Nordic could scoop it up, uh, put something out. And for a lot of people, it would just be their first experience with that IP. And they'd be like, oh, new fantasy IP. And yeah. yes, it'd be yeah. fine. I'm curious how they modernize it, though, because it was such a... Maybe do make it more of a multiplayer experience because that's what it seemed to be almost wanting to be. A lot of the gameplay, yes. And then the story, however, kind of had this weird you control the threads of fate type thing going on there, which doesn't really make any sense in a multiplayer, like in an MMO type setting. Just like generic fantasy story. It Mm -hmm. wasn't anything. Yeah. The side quests were. For me, I'll tell you, as a fan of that game, the way they would make it appealing to me now would be like. If I found a new sword, I don't want it to look like the same sword I just got rid of. You know what I mean? Like, they had that skin issue where it was like... Which you, is the kind of thing a... you expect from an MMO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or or even the first attempt at a, at a franchise. Or like, you know, 
detail, environments, just basically improving what they had because the core there was, was I thought, my biggest frustration with a lot of those RPGs like Dragon Age, even though I love those games, is that the gameplay is just d- didn't do a lot for me, and I, I really appealed that really appealed to me at the time. I don't think the game would hold up particularly well now, just because I think it, a lot of those elements that would have aged poorly, other than the combat. So, Fair it'd enough. be cool to see. Yeah, I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll ever happen. I'd gladly pick up a new game in that franchise and give it a go. Yeah, it's tragic. I'm trying to to remember that game. Um, All the dialogue that you would have, would it it have, uh, wasn't your character a silent character? Well, you could, yeah, it was like a, you could make dialogue choices and you could customize your character. So it was very much like Dragon Age. Weirdly enough, it was just a bunch of audio of Freddie Prince Jr. screaming. Uh, No one ever really figured out why. Yeah, yeah. Um, It just bugged me because it, I, no, I just remember that you know it uh, it didn't have any like like so all the all the voiceovers for all the characters that you come across were all well voiced, but like for some reason when I go back and think about it, I'm like all those choices didn't sound or weren't memorable to me. But the and I'm just remembering the fact that the the main character did not have any say. I guess is essentially hindering to that story because I feel like if they would have went with that more uh, MMO type of feel going with it or Mass Effect you know, type of Destiny. feel to it. They would have to go the route of Destiny, I think. That could I think work that's for them. That, that, yeah. That's where it was heading, basically. Like, that was sure. the thing about Destiny is they basically said we're going to make a loot game but it's going to have good combat. That's basically what they were doing. Um, you'd probably push it in the same direction. Like, in Destiny, think about it. You love the gameplay and you love looking at your character and your weapons. But you're not that invested in the story, right? It's more of a lore thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, by that logic, even more in like a Diablo direction. Mm-hmm. You you could, as long as you kept the gameplay, I'd be a hundred percent okay with that. As long as it was still God of War, like rolling around. And it was a bummer because like Kurt Schilling and the team, it was if I remember right, it was Kurt Schilling, the studio, and then it was like Ari Salvatore. I'm not a fan of his books, but he's a famous, you know, yeah, writer yeah. of uh, and then um one of the creators of, uh, God damn, it sucked my mind now, but it was like this super team of, of legendary people, and, and they, their heart was in the right place. They just, it's like when your kid, me and Fish talk about this a lot lately, it's like when your kid suffers when you're going through a divorce. It's not your kid's fault, but the parents are going through something, and now the kid's kind of going through shit too. Suffering It's not for the game's it, yeah. fault. The game yeah, was no. fine. It sold two million copies. Stay together for the game. Stay, stay together for the game. Um, oh well. Uh, but th- I wanted to read some comments, and I'll I'll throw it back to you for real quackend. Uh, a quackend. I'll throw it back here for a quackend. Is that is that a quick how se- many bezels does that translate to? <laughs> a quick second, fish. I'm gonna go backwards here on the comments. We got a good amount of comments that you can respond to if you want, guys. Um, every Thursday at Sword Chomp on Instagram, we try to bring the community in to talk with us about our topic of the week. We respond to it as much as we can. Or at least give him a shout out. We just like to get people involved. Uh, Tiger Tales forty two said, "Yeah, Kings of Avomler was a fantastic game, and I pine for a sequel too." But alas, the studio made by Baseball Legend went belly up. Um, sad Tiger Tales. We just talked about that. Uh, a lot of people like the game twenty five one nineteen ninety and Epidemic said Half Life three. That was the most generic one mm. that popped up. Yeah. That's just that's just yeah. not a game that exists. Never That's a joke now. Yeah. That's every yeah. time you ask about Half Life Three, uh, Gabe delays I, it another year. 
I yeah. I don't even. I don't think they have thing. any intention at this point. I don't There's know no what Half Life Three is now. What would that game no, be? I mean, why why would they why would they bother? Like as successful as just Steam is. Like well, why? This is why I think. Well, this is why I to think prove they, should they still eventually. make games. It's, yeah, I think it's like the, there was a magic to the original Half Life, even though I played it later, and Half Life Two didn't do much for me. But like, there was like a world and sort of a fiction there that I think yes. was interesting. And I think if they want to go into the fiction, I think that that's interesting. I think I think there's an interesting world there you could do. The world of Half Life is great. Some of the best parts of the world of Half Life are Portal. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, that's the problem. Um. Shanem1244 said, A Kings of Omelette sequel would be amazing. I put so many hours in the first one. Playing through it, probably every fate and race combination. So did I, Shanem, at the time. We're, we're right there, man. I'm with you. Um, I'd love to see a multiplayer sequel to the old Fate action RPG dungeon crawler series. I never heard that. Old Fate action. I am familiar with the series, though I have not played any of it myself. So I'll say sure. Okay. Why not? Okay. Hmm. I see someone said mentioning Sacred 3 here. Um, anyways, no, no, that's somehow how they handled it. It's a really long comment, so I just want to read the beginning of it. Um, Dead Wasp said System Shock 3. Oh, uh, are we not? Isn't that a thing? Or aren't we getting System Shock 3? I don't, I don't there, know. There's a remake. There's a remake of System, of System Shock. Shock 2, but I mm, think yes. we're also getting a sequel. Hmm. I don't know if it's a direct sequel. I, for some reason... I think they're making something new, but I think it was like a Kickstarter and they didn't have the license. Something like that, yeah. Uh, Maybe. I mean, by that logic, you got it. It's called Bioshock. (laughs) Yeah, technically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. That sounds right, but I'd have to look that up. I'm not sure. That's more or less the story of Bioshock. They didn't have the... That started its life as System Shock 3, but they couldn't get the license. Mm -hmm. Getaway Games said Banjo-Kazooie, in which I would just say go play... um, Ukulele. Um, we uh, got a new, a modern banjo kazooie. It's called Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, and there was something cool there, but it wasn't great. wasn't great. You know what? I thought of the perfect answer. Viva no. Pinata! Where the fuck is the next Viva Pinata? Hell Pinata fucking yeah! I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Pinata was great. Oh. More so how than was, anything. Was, yeah. I want Viva How was that not a on- thing on mobile? Oh god, it'd be so. Gr- I want it on PC, like again oh, with a yeah. with a good PC interface. Well, yeah. mm-hmm. That there was something that man at the time that I was playing that with my uh, fiance like a couple months ago, and just the detail in that game, just watching the little fake pinata monsters like interacting in the world. Is that on Rare like, Replay? I don't know. I I went and bought it. I went and bought like a physical copy of the actual game because so. if it's on Rare Replay, I'm gonna be playing some Viva Pinata this weekend. Well, it was oh, there's the crazy. No, it's on um, uh, it's on Game Pass. Then it must be on Rare Replay because that must be the way they put it in. Yeah, if mm-hmm. you're a Game Pass person on your Xbox, well, my sister was uh, playing it the other day, so um, at least it was on Game Pass for sure. So yes, Conquer. Another- while we're at it with Rare, Conquer. Let's get a new Conquer. <laughs> <laughs> Bad, bad. I don't know how that would hold up now. Neither do I, but I still want it. Yeah, sort of like Duke Nukem. Like it would kind of miss maybe now. I don't know. uh, No one was asking for Duke Nukem. (laughs) Yeah, it 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 was edgy at the time, but it's so not edgy now. What they did that for them to have to be the least bit transgressive, it would be Mm -hmm. fucking. 
a crime against humanity. Um, <laughs> it's true. So see, that's the, yeah. that's the I don't know thing if I had. Conquers the same way, but it's funny that you mentioned Duke Nukem because I think you could do a Duke Nukem game again. Uh, Duke Nukem Forever being such a flop. I think Doom uh, proved what you need to do to make a game like Duke Nukem again. Like, do it with the, like, air of self-awareness that Doom had. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and you have to do a little bit more with the writing in that terms because Duke is not a silent protagonist. Yeah. But, like, I, that kind I of only... attitude could make it work, you know what I mean? Like, this, this supreme self-awareness of what you're doing. Yeah. That's the only thing that gets me about the new I Doom feel like that up. was Bulletstorm. Yeah, kind of. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, it was just, that was more... Yeah, the thing that gets me at the new Doom that I can never replicate, and I don't know how, unless you gave it to some really weird-ass, like, From Souls people or something, is, like, the original Doom to me, and maybe it was being a kid, I remember, like, the gameplay in the, in the new Doom games is perfect. It's fine. But, like, the, I remember, like, as a kid, like, walking into those levels in the original Doom, and they just fucking looked creepy, right? Do you guys remember that as a kid? Like, there was something, like, yeah. really fucking creepy about Doom? Uh, I, I don't know if creepy's the right word. There was, like, this over-the-top, like, action-y horror sense to it, which I think New Doom nails in the sort of nostalgic lens you look back at it of, like, ah, wasn't it weird, like, how we were like, oh, look at how intense this game was as a kid, and now as an adult I can be look like, hey, they're doing Doom again. Yeah, I yeah. guess I just mean it. Doom just looks like every other game now. It looks very gorgeous, but it just looks like. I, 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 don't I think exp- it it looks like um. It looks like an '80s metal album cover, which is totally like the look you want for Doom. Yeah, maybe the reality of Doom just the reason it was weird to me is because the graphics were so bad at the time. Like there was there was things where I'd look at it and be like, "What is this weird alien blue like wall?" And I'm like, "Oh, that was just because we couldn't render the wall well because our graphics fucked." That was because that was because John Carmack's cat kept walking across the fucking keyboard. <laughs> like sometimes there's things about old games that are just like are more mystical because of how like fucking it's almost like surreal. What's the word like surrealistic? Like mm-hmm. um. Like, it was almost like sometimes when I play Tomb Raider, I'll be tripping out because she'll go down to pick up a key, and the key looks like it's fucking the size of her arm, and I'm just like, it was like the weird things in, like, games because of how they had yeah. to render them with... <laughs> I, I, I really held back from, like, immediately taking a jab at Tomb Raider just to shoot you down, Morgan, and being like, whenever I play Tomb Raider, <laughs> I freak out because the controls are so bad. Mm-hmm. I, my, my, skin is, I have, my skin has been hardened from all the Tomb Raider jabs I've taken yeah. over the past two years. I'll give Tomb Raider its due. But it does um, not hold up. What if I said that? I don't. I can't get in this. Um, <laughs> it's a whole other podcast. <laughs> Ye boy said, "I would say Okami since it's getting an HD release on the Switch." Yeah, yeah. Um, totally. Well, they did the whole we, Okami then Game Boy or what was it DS? I don't remember exactly it was when it DS came out. More I think it, was it, would, DS. it would be yeah, DS. Little baby dog. Yeah, yeah. which was. I mean, a good idea since the whole original one kind of revolved around painting and stuff. So totally. it, was a, it was a good fit for the DS, but they kind of. I mean, listen, they hit their stride when they yeah. uh, they re-released it on PC, and I bought it mm-hmm. to get a Dota Two Messenger. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I've got it on PC as well, just to just to replay through it. it is that is it's still so good. It it's oh really yeah, it's is. a great game. Yeah. Um, oh. Uh... Oh, fish! Check this out. Jay Sart. He says I always mess up his names. J S Z Arto. G Z Arto. I don't know. Jesus um, Arto. Jesus Art. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus Arto. 
Um, I really love Siphon Filter, a game that all but vanished. Man, that's first Siphon Filter. Yeah, a nice reboot to the first one, yeah, but I believe they came out with, you know, a second and third yeah. and fourth. No. Re- remake. Fifth, sixth. <laughs> Gabe was like 80 years old. Ugh, Gabe. The most forgettable protagonist in gaming history. Gabe Logan. You know, just give him that taser, that really? overpowered taser. Gabe again. Logan? Wasn't that yeah. his name? They just, yep, that's it. Really? They just named it after two of the staff kids? Abe Sadian. Gabe Johnny Logan. Matt. Okay, here we go. Ugh. No, there was something, a lot of these games, I feel this way strongly, Rich, is that, like, if you bring back Tomb Raider, I don't want to make people happy. I believe they did. Niche. It was really good. It was, like, better than the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yep. Is, it, I, I would say this. I want, <laughs> in the same way that they're bringing back Crash Bandicoot, I mm. want something for nostalgia's yeah. sake. I don't care no, about I, I get you. it better. Yeah, I, uh, I yeah it, no, like, I, I understand they've that. Done it, they've done it a couple times now. They did the main series, which made the combat really good. And then they also did that Tomb Raider Go, which Tomb Raider did Go the was puzzles fun. better than the original. Like, they split it out. Like, they haven't really done both together much. Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of pretend to in the, orig- in, the, uh, in the reboot, but they're, they're not really... They're, yeah. I want the tank with boobs, Josh. I mm-hmm. want it! Yeah. Um... It was like it's like a geometrical thing. Step one, step back, two step, run, jump, grab, oh, hold X to grab the ledge. It's a very like mathematical thing. Um, all right, let's mm-hmm. see here. It's just a lot of polygons. You, ne- you never heard this story, Rich, but I'm not even kidding. This is embarrassing. When I was a kid, I had a glass case that I, we took from a jewelry store that was going out of business, and I had all. You took the it or you games. purchased it? Uh, well, they were getting rid of it. They were just dumping it, so we took it. Um, okay, I'm sending this recording to the police. I, I, <laughs> I, I hung it up in my room mm. and don't tell him. And um, I had these. <laughs> I bought all the Terminator games on PC, and they came in these like cool fancy boxes. And I, I owned them I on this, PC myself, actually. So did you? Yeah. Okay, so you had those weird like coffin shaped boxes that it yeah. came in. Yeah. And I put those all in the glass case, and in the back of it, there was a centerfold that came in PC Gamer of Laura in a bikini, and I had that taped to the back. Um, and every night before I went to bed, you sure about Nicole Kidman? You sure that wasn't your sexual awakening? (laughs) No, Nicole Kidman was the sexual awakening. Um, Tomb Raider was the sexual insomnia. Oh, um, so (laughs) that's, uh, anyways, true story. Um, let's see here. Messi Villani said, adding a list, uh, adding to the list, Katamari. You guys are talking about that. Yeah. Katamari Damasi. That's good taste. Uh, G Barber ninety eight said, "Mine is weird because the studio doesn't exist, but I want to see L.A. Noir sequel, set in the sixties or the eighties. So they want another L.A. Noir." What well, the studio Noir. doesn't exist? Rockstar. Um, was it a very spe- yeah? That's weird. Maybe they're confused about that. Rockstar still around? Was it a specific was division it, of Rockstar? Yeah, I think it May- was like its own division that uh, kind of got split up. Maybe, but I, I still don't think that means that series is done in any sense. If Rockstar wanted to do another one. They certainly have the manpower too, but I mean, yeah. Grand Theft Auto Five is printing money, so maybe they just don't need to make games anymore. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah possibly, quite possibly. Well, Red Dead yeah. Redemption's coming out, well, yeah. so they do. And then yes. what I'm sure will yeah, be I... Red Dead Redemption Online will start printing money for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing that too, but I really would want to see them beef up the interrogation system because the original one was yeah, so frustrating. Uh, uh, 
Like yes. they had, it was like, I felt like I needed a walkthrough for a lot of that because so many of the responses were just Doubt. like, you couldn't tell what exactly it I, was I think mean. they, they changed up the uh, actual, in the HD re-release. Mm-hmm. Like the version that went to Switch and stuff, they changed what those prompts said to make it a little bit more clear. Yeah, because I remember a few of them specifically where, like, like you'd have evidence contradicting something they said, mm-hmm. but they meant it one way, and then your evidence didn't really contradict it the way they well, meant it. Y- you you would click on, like, the icon yeah. would be like strong assertion and cole will be like you killed her didn't you you son of a bitch and i'm like whoa that's way stronger than i thought you were going for <laughs> hold on hold on not quite that strong yeah <laughs> yeah um gilbizi skit said i'd love to see a new kotor game that would be amazing but that's that's basically what bioshock became it just didn't have the license you mean uh mass effect yeah yeah what did i say bioshock, B- bioshock yeah, mass yeah. Effect, sorry. uh um, well yeah t- uh, i think that's i think the reason we won't see that anymore is because that would be directly from bioware and I think Bioware is way more into doing original IPs now, which good for them. But man, a KOTOR 3 would... There's so many people I know that loved KOTOR. KOTOR's great. Um, it's the yeah. Mass Effect was the spiritual successor yeah. to that in my head. I don't know how they could do that and actually please everyone. Because the original couple games were essentially just playing D&D by yourself. Um, which is fine by me. Yeah, but I, I don't feel like that would really translate. <laughs> He's like, I play D and D by myself well. every night. My D and D books are, are right over mm-hmm. here, just out off camera shot. Yeah, but yeah, Actually, I, I don't know. Like, I just I don't feel like it would translate that well to something new. Without you know, I yeah, that's maybe fair. not. It's basically know. dragon. Like, I would say that you can't worry about pleasing everyone, especially Star Wars fans are rough. I would just say. Yeah, really go deeper into the things that made Kotor great. I think people would be happy. Sometimes I think developers yeah. get caught up in double the amount of them. roles that everything requires. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Add more Wookies. Uh, that'll be like yeah. 2.0 patch. Mm-hmm. More, just more detail. I remember it was being such a cool more thing. Wookies. Yeah. So like the fur. Yeah, I could talk yeah. about that game for hours, but just it's a great game. All take- all combat text now has Wookie fur. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, just all bounty hunters now know. Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe, it, maybe it's just a switch up to the combat. Maybe it's just saying, hey, let's keep the principles of this game, but actually give it optional good combat. If, let's, that sounds well, I wouldn't bad. even say the optional good combat. Maybe bring it more into line with Mass Effect. Uh, maybe make the shooting elements of it more active uh, shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I was getting at. It, it had the same issue but that, that also... the original Mass Effect had. It was just everything was so stat-based and in, in the it KOTOR was... games. It was more of a sit back and watch even than Mass Effect. Like yes, Mass Effect yes, had active shooting, yes. and I think the reason KOTOR didn't have that is because they kind of knew everybody was going to be wielding a lightsaber the minute they had it anyway. Mm-hmm. But the reason that was cool at the time was it was such a gorgeous game on the original Xbox that I just didn't mind sitting and watching everything. Like, at the time, like, the... I just wish you guys could have also, experienced it at the time. Also, I was playing a lot of WoW at the time, so it was basically the same fucking thing. Like, I didn't... Yes, yeah, it yeah. Was, yeah. It was like an MMO. Yeah, yeah. totally. Final Fantasy twelve, same kind of thing. Uh, okay, Corn in Space said, I would love to see Half-Life 3, but I have a feeling my grandkids one day may play it. Um, you already mentioned that Probably one. Not. Probably not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Probably not gonna happen. <laughs> um, uh, WJ Danilo said, I'd like to see the Dark Darksider Dark Studio make a new Kings of Amalur. So 
they feel hmm. like they can handle the art style well. So, hmm. Interesting. They make a fairly similar combat sort of a system. Yeah. I could see them doing that. I, I like I like when people have specific things. Like, uh, I want to see this game, and I want these people to do it. Yeah. I like that um, idea. That's a neat, specific vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this one I kind of disagree with, even though I like the comment. Kilted Gamer said, I have a dig deep on a bunch of old JRPGs. Uh, Chrono, Legend of Dragoon, Sukaden, Breath of Fire, Shining Force. Um, Wild Arms, Earth Brown, Vagrant Story, Lagaya, Front Mission, Xenogears. I'm going to stop hearing. I could otherwise go on for hours because sadly none of these will get a sequel. Now, even though I kind of agree with you on Vagrant Story, a lot the issue I have with this are a lot of these are like self-contained, like 50-hour games. I don't necessarily know. I'd take another Sukaden. I, I I don't know. I guess that's a silly thing to say. Like a 50-hour game shouldn't have. But I feel like they're very self-contained things. Like, what would you want from a sequel? Well, to something like. I think JRPGs work in their own favor in that the idea of being these self-contained stories because. Yes, they're self-contained stories, but they take place in these larger worlds um, that you can kind of do anything with. So what he's basically saying is I want another game in that universe, basically. I think whenever you say something with a JRPG, unless you're specifically saying, I want a direct sequel to the events of this game, uh, that's what you're saying, more or less. Like, the Sukoden games are more or less all over the place, uh, as opposed to, like, say, Sukoden 1 and 2 are very clear continuations of like, Sukoden 1 and 2 are basically one really long game. Mm. Uh, okay, a couple quick hitters. Uh, let's see. It. Um, Mr. Hicks 2299 said a Ninja Gaiden sequel with modern visuals or a Vice City 2. Vice City 2 is more specific and interesting because they went back to Los Santos for GTA 5. So that's something you could see potentially yeah. happening. Less than even calling it a Vice City 2, which I wouldn't be surprised if, like, GTA 6 is set in Vice City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm. that's, that's, and that would be fine with me, because I, I would love to see them take on a modern, mu- like, I don't know, because I'm really into a lot of modern music, like what's in Hotline Miami, like Pertubator and stuff like that. I'd love to see them take on, like, something like a dark version, like, Rockstar hasn't really tackled that yet, you know? Uh, and maybe they just don't think the appeal would be there. And Hans, uh, Hansathon said PsyOps. Never played PsyOps, but I remember it. I remember PsyOps. I never well. played PsyOps either, yeah. Um, anyways, lots of fantastic comments. Fish, what, what's on your mountaintop here before we move on to the polls? The, what's a game if you, someone, if someone came up to you with like a genie and you, ooh, and after you're done wishing for, you know, the ha- millions of dollars and prostitutes and this and that. Be careful, you use fish. Your final wish. Those wishes always they always rub you the wrong way. Genie pun. Mm. <laughs> it's Genie not a pun. it's not a pun either. <laughs> but he just wanted to say that the genie rubbed you the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Psyops had a song from Cold in it. I'm thinking that there was this band I used to do called Cold, really emo new metal band. <laughs> Anyways, mm. um. Fish, what's number one on your mountaintop of games you'd love to see a sequel to, but you don't think it's going to happen? Uh, that's tough. Um, Do you have any dreams while you're sleeping on the couch? Inspiration? No, I did not. It was just a dead <laughs> sleep. Um, hmm. I want to say, since we, I haven't seen anything on it, I haven't seen any gameplay, but Borderlands 3... I just don't believe it's coming out until I actually see something on that game. <laughs> but Walmart told me. <laughs> and Walmart, yeah, God. 
Evil God. They were right about fucking rage too. They were. That's yeah. like that's quite a problem. If you can believe Walmart about rage too, <laughs> then you can believe them on Borderlands. You take their word for it yeah. on Borderlands 3. <laughs> that's some Nostradamus <laughs> shit, yeah. So you don't think yeah. Borderlands you're not gonna believe Borderlands until it happens. Yes, that that's where I'm at with that franchise at this point and that studio and all their blunders that they've had, you know, since Borderlands 2 essentially. Um so I'm really hoping that that studio can turn around with, um, you know, the third installment of Borderlands. Or the fourth one, if you include the okay. prequel. Borderlands, the pre-sequel. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't, they ha- they've haven't made anything good besides Borderlands, have they? Or when I say good, I mean objectively, Gearbo- what, critically Gearbox? good. Gearbox? Yeah. Yeah. They made that really bad Aliens game, which is great in, uh, like, when you think about it. Was, did, was that did, Col- did you Colonial Marines? Yes. Did you guys cover that story, the weird AI thing? Uh, no, I don't, I played uh, Alien Isolation, but I missed Colonial Marines. Colonial Marines was in the news recently um, because apparently uh, somebody found an error in the code, a typo, uh, which actually made the alien AI behave much worse than it was supposed to. Uh, <laughs> oh. So, like, that game was actually broken and somebody just figured it out. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's sad. Maybe it would have been easily correctable. From what I understand, it wasn't, like, worlds better to the point that, like, this game would have been great oh. with this, but, like, there was a difference. Hmm. Man. Aliens, yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough thing. Um, interesting. Yeah, well, thanks for that uh, factoid. Rich is uh, up in the news. He can, uh... I'm a, I'm a newsman. Yeah, he's just dropping news bombs right in our face. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll give Fish the safe way out here. Okay, we'll give him, um, we'll give him Borderlands Three because we're feeling charitable today. Um, Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, but our by the way, uh, for everyone who chimed in uh, at the Ad Sword Chomp, um, Instagram every Thursday. Thank you so much. We love getting you guys involved. By the way, I was going to tell you, you and our listeners, one of the cool things about what we do. Rich is one of our VIPs. Believe it or not. Um, he supports us, uh, and we are honored to have your support. Um, Patreon.com slash SwordChomp. We have a growing, we have a super secret Instagram page. There's all sorts of silly inside jokes. Uh, I got pictures of Shay scuba diving, weird, you know, dirty things me and Fish are doing in No Man's Sky. Um, <laughs> you name it, you know, different deals that we're giving out to people who, um, you know, merchandise kind of deals and stuff like that that are really special. It's a really cool thing. So if you want to support us and get a benefit from it, you should sign up for our VIP. It's a five dollar tier, uh, tier at the Sword Chomp Patreon. Woo! Would, uh, woohoo! Um, help support the most depraved podcast on the internet. I stand by that. Stand by that. Most the most depraved. It's a bold uh, claim. Um, hmm. And I'm, yeah, and I'm comfortable making it. Um, so, polls this week as we run down here. Boom, boom, boom. Fish, I want to go to you first. Because every Tuesday we run polls at Swordchomp Instagram page. You vote, we talk about them. Just because it's fun. Fish, do you put hot sauce on your scrambled eggs or your eggs of any kind? Yes. Tabasco on eggs. Oh, mm. so fucking good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're, living, you're living life large when you're putting hot sauce on your eggs okay okay yeah i i we have one okay one for hot sauce on the eggs rich uh to quote the elderly woman from the frank's hot sauce commercial i put that shit on everything 
Uh, follow-up question does your asshole suffer because of it uh i eat at chipotle like three days a week so does that answer your question so you basically turned your stomach into like a oh yeah i'll be dead immunity. In the, i'll be okay. dead before the year's out just <laughs> it's well i hope not the year <laughs> let's try to get the least 29 let's try to get past cyberpunk you don't want to miss that yeah i do want to see cyberpunk but after that yeah. i can check out yeah yeah that's okay <laughs> Uh, there was I've said that about many games in my life. It'd be very sad. Um, Josh, what about you? I know this has got to be a yes, but elaborate. Yes, other than the scrambled part. Any oh, any okay, any egg scrambled. for me? Yeah, like fried eggs. Yeah. What are you doing, scrambling eggs? Come on. That's the only way I eat them. I'm like a child. I, of course. <laughs> the scrambled egg is the lazy man's egg. You're mm-hmm. afraid of breaking the egg, so you break it. Before, yeah. uh, like I know it's gonna happen anyway, so let me go ahead and cut my losses. It's like self-rejection. If, it's like yeah. when, when like a, yes. somebody yeah. calls themselves ugly. Like I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to cook this egg properly. So let me cook it improperly, the best way I can. It's probably gonna break, so I'll break it myself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like I'm a realist. I know that more than likely it'll break and leave me disappointed. So mm-hmm. just break it right off the bat. Do you, you at least I mean? put milk in there to get it fluffy. I didn't know you could do that. Oh my god. You, you no. gotta put milk in the egg. Like, if you're scrambling ah, the eggs, no. you put a little no, milk, you don't it makes milk. them fluffier. You don't need just, milk. Just a little bit. I yeah. Just a little semen. If you, are, if you are going to scramble semen. an egg, essentially, and this is where a lot of people mess up, you don't have to scramble them before putting them in the pan. You're right about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Just crack them right in the pan and scramble them as you go. Yeah. That way you still I get a little that, yeah. bit of yolk. Yeah. That's yeah. just yolk. So you get a little bit that, of different yeah. texture. Yeah, I don't and... like it when it's just pure yellow. I'm with you on that. Like when mm-hmm. you when you scramble it beforehand, it's just yellow. Yeah, you, just, you end yeah. up with you, they might as well be powdered eggs at that point. In your... Or egg beaters. Yeah, it's basically mm-hmm. egg beaters at that point. Mm-hmm. Also, when I make eggs, it's typically three eggs, but only one yolk. So I don't have the proper mm. ratio to scramble that. What? Wait, three eggs, one yolk? What are you talking about? Like, I, I only use, like, three egg whites, one yolk. Really? Weird. Yeah. What do you do with the rest of the... Y- mayonnaise you, with you the throw, other two. You, you throw it away. It's a, it's a health, health thing. Oh, health. Like, they say the whites are better for you, but I need at least one yolk. Hmm. Well, I, I've never done that in my life, so I'm probably very unhealthy. Well, <laughs> I am most of the time, but, like, this is a recent endeavor of me trying to, like, oh. make it to 2019. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, true. Make it to Cyberpunk. That's yeah. your new tagline. Make it to Cyberpunk. <laughs> I'm gonna get a t-shirt that says, like, see you at Cyberpunk. See you. <laughs> God. Cross our fingers, Rich. We're gonna make it. <laughs> I, I don't wanna be putting those flowers on your grave, like, oh, man, Cyberpunk's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> you would've loved it, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just not ready to press X to mourn. <laughs> no. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> Um, yeah, I do too. The thing is, I just do it. I, I try to bounce out a little bit because hot sauce can overpower. But, you know, if I'm feeling like I need to just jolt my life a little bit, um, I eat eggs every day almost. So they get kind of boring. If I so need to jolt my nice... life, I just drink an energy drink and a beer at the same time. Hmm. <laughs> Remember that? There was this episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where this porn star said he could put hot sauce on his finger and shut up his ass and it would give him an erection. I don't know if that, that's true or not, but I just thought I'd throw it in here. Be right back. I think, I'll let you I know. think the hot sauce is overkill. <laughs> yeah, the mm. finger would be enough. Is that yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a finger. Like, they're, they're fairly, like, 
just all the verbs associated with using that said finger, you'd think you'd be able to figure out something. It could get the job done. Without, without the hot sauce. Uh, um, I was going to tell you guys, I saw, by the way, that was voted by our audience. Uh, 64% said yes. So good on you. Good on you. Um, I saw the Meg on Wednesday with my girlfriend. I'm sorry, fiance. Got used to saying that properly. Shay's not here to yell at me. Um, and I will tell you this. So here's the, here's the tricky part, guys. Uh, I don't know, how do you feel about shark movies, Rich? I'm, 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 I'm good with it. I can take a good shark film. Okay. Have you seen the Meg yet? I have not. I can't recommend doing it. Okay. Really? Um, I, and this could be a personal thing. I have issues with m- movies that are caught in between. Like, it's not trying to be bad, but it's also not good enough to be good. And sometimes they get labeled as like a B movie, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, I just, it, it was like if I had a checklist of everything I hate about summer movies, it hit all of them. Wow. Um, the, spe- the special effects on the shark were actually not bad, though. They, they kind of nailed the special effects. Well, it was a shark. big budget film, right? Yes. It, that's, that's, I was describing it to a friend. I said, you know what? The Meg, this is how I described it to somebody in like 10 seconds. I'd say, imagine like a sci uh, like a straight uh, video film or like one of those cheap shark movies you'd see on the sci-fi channel or something, right? But they gave them a $150 million budget mm. and somehow got Jason. See, that's, that movie. sounds intriguing to me. Well, you, you might like it. I don't know, man. Like maybe you, do you like movies that are like kind of not good? I think Face Off is an all right movie. <laughs> I, I guess sometimes it's hard for me to tell if a movie is trying to I guess I didn't feel like the movie was trying to be ironically bad mm-hmm. or I just felt like it was just trying to be good fair enough but that's yeah. just my assessment I don't know how to yeah, deal I don't with know. this I'm, it, not, I'm not a big fan of the movies that are trying to be bad though like, that seems to have been a fad lately the whole Sharknado yeah like let's make a movie that's intentionally horrible I think yeah. it's much better when they are actually trying to make a good movie and they and it just goes horribly can't. wrong. Yeah, they just can't. Yeah, those well, are much more entertaining to me. Uh, then I this eat might the room, be the, movie the best you, worst Josh. movie of all time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, what'd you say, Rich? I'm sorry. I said, "I.e. the room, the best worst movie of all time." Mm-hmm. Yeah, the prime I had no example. idea they were making a horrible movie. Well, I think everyone but Tommy Wiseau knew they were making a horrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, it was just. Um didn't do a thing for me like if Mm. i'm just i was disappointed until i realized what the fuck was i expecting like the only way i think you can make this work is if you acknowledge that the story was going to be nonsense and you said let's just make it really artistic and i think that could be interesting like whether it was the camera work or maybe a less dialogue kind of thing like there are ways you could do it but there's there's no angle here i'll have i'll have to see it and get back to you do it do it i'm not imposing my opinions everyone else i'm just telling you i I just wanted to be, I wanted to be over. I was like, I just need to get out of this theater. It's time to go. And it, it actually, you know, what, you know what it did though? The Meg made me realize how fucked up relationships are because I was sitting there and my fiance was kind enough to, this is what the Meg did. She was kind enough to go see this movie for me right on our date night. And she sat and through the pretty, whole thing. She sat through the whole thing. And in the first five minutes, Jason Statham turned around and he was like, oh my God. And she just started laughing and I was like, oh my, she's going to be... <laughs> gonna be in hell and i was like amazing sit through this terrible fucking movie for me and like i'm gonna sit through terrible fucking things for her i'm just like god relationships are so fucking well she has to she agreed to marry you so 
I know, but it's just like the psychology of the things we'll do. Like, <laughs> I didn't even want her to put. I didn't even want to put her through it. But I can't go to the movie by myself. It's just not something you really do. Yeah, when you, you're... you can. You can totally yeah, I'm go not, to the movies by yourself. I'm not sure yourself. if you know this. That's the well, best I mean, way like, to go to a movie. Eventually, I got very much over that when I realized, like, a person being next to me has no factor. Like, a movie is the last thing you need a companion for. No, this, this is what I mean. I, I used to do that all the time. What I mean is, because I have two kids, for me to go see a movie okay, alone, yeah. it's, a, yeah. it's an ordeal. It's an endeavor. I have, to, I have to get coverage, or I have to be like, can you watch our kid while I go watch this movie that you don't want to see? Or you have to you know? call out of work and lie about it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I went to work, honey. I actually just went to this movie. But I don't, I don't have a problem sitting in movie theaters alone. I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. That's, that, that's what I was trying to clarify. That was, that was, that was my jam when I was younger. I, I had no friends. Um, <laughs> uh, Rich, of course, you are here, so I have to ask you about the new double cheesy gordita crunch. Because sixty-two percent of our audience said that they liked it. I, I enjoyed it. I, I'm a fan. I, I think I might be a uh, a classic cheesy gordita crunch uh, hmm. as like a preference. But uh, I, I enjoyed the product that Taco Bell okay. was pushing. So what is double? Double there, cheesy, but... There's like a second layer in between the shells of like more cheese and more... More cheese. Some more... Yeah. No, not cheese. They, meat, you can't legally meat. call it, so it's double cheesy. Cheese-like product. Double cheesy, okay. Yeah, and then more meat. That that was the issue. Yeah, there's I more had meat in there it, as well. Is I don't think meat is Taco Bell's strong suit. Um, I just, you know, I think the cheese gordita crunch has just enough meat. Um, mm-hmm. so it's like twice. It's you, like it was just you, so you just, much. You meat really and, wish one of them would realize. You know what? Lettuce is cheap, and we can't screw that up. Uh, a certain Taco Bell related E. Kylo, yeah, E. Coli yeah. outbreak would disagree with you on that. Yes, which you is, can totally screw up lettuce. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly. Um, Sadly. Nobody else here has tried the, the uh, che- double cheesy gordita crunch? Fish, come on, you're a... Oh, no, you're healthy now. You don't eat Taco Bell, do you? No, I haven't had fast food in yeah. weeks now, so... If you it, eat it... it I, I, I did uh, vote yes recently. Eat it in a parking lot alone at 3 a.m. And, and no yeah. one can see you. It's like it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> you can hide in the shadows. No. Just hiding the behind kitchen. the dumpster. What's that? What's that noise over there? Oh, it's just a guy, you know, is enjoying that, is that his uh, Chick Fil A. <laughs> yeah. You were the. It's you like, were damn the it, hobo fish! They we told my you. Name. We told you, fish. Hiding <laughs> behind a dumpster. You were the hobo I killed at the beginning of Hotline Miami. Um, <laughs> Chick Fil A make anyone else uncomfortable? They always ask you your name. I just want to get in and out. Uh, leave me alone. No, I don't have a Chick Fil A here. No one's supposed to know Chick-fil-A. I'm here. Oh, hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're a little too friendly at Chick-fil-A. It's it's a very, like, southern hospitality kind of thing that, as a New Yorker, makes me angry. Yeah. <laughs> that makes That's sense your fucking hospitality. Huh. You know, it's funny, Hello, even sir, in the south where I came from, they realized that it was weird, and they just actually used the numbers. It, because there's it, a number at the, at the top of all the receipts anyway. And, yeah, all the yeah, ones When this I, one first opened, yeah. they totally tried to do the name thing, and eventually, like, they realized where they were. We're like, mm-hmm. like, well, good morning, sir. What's your name? Like, fuck off. Give me chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's fascinating. They got, uh, they anyways, got really I, tired of calling out all those orders for fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Like, nope. Okay, we're going to just use the numbers. 
<laughs> they have an app now too where you could just say like i'm here and then run inside and it's just sitting on a counter and you can leave which is the best way to get any food mm-hmm. <laughs> just scurry in and scurry what, out without having to talk to a human yeah yeah that's oh, why man, why yeah. why do some restaurants just try to make food hard that's that's what i don't get it's the worst it really is like i i attempted to eat at a jimmy john's recently and i only eat jimmy a... john's during packs they don't have a single fucking sandwich that tells you what it is. It's like you need all to know the, what all you're of going them have for. dumb names. Like you have to go in there and order like, like a, you know, like a Jimmy on rye, which actually isn't on rye, or contain Jimmy. For the record, they have a sandwich that's just called the bacon, and yeah. that sandwich tells you everything you need to know about it because that's well, all it is. They also have one called the perfect Italian, which is what I get, and it's the perfect Italian. They have something that's it, like called the night call. Is it Mickey Rooney? Like <laughs> the night call. That no, that was the that was the the, the other Italian fish. It's called the uh, Italian nightclub. Hmm. That that's why oh, would I yeah. want a sweaty sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> and that one doesn't sound good. Stinking of booze and cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> well, the menu is different now. We're I in think the deepest V. Yeah. I didn't mean to go on a Jimmy John's rant, but the thing I like about it was that they, they, they make their food fast. I walk in there and my sandwich is done in like 20 seconds, but yeah. Yeah, there's a, they're there, looking up there. There's a Jimmy John's across the street from uh, the convention center for PAX East, uh, the Boston Exhibition and Convention Center, and that is the one time of year I eat Jimmy John's. Hmm. Um, yeah, so for me, it just, yeah, I'm not going to deviate from the cheese gordita crunch, which like Rich taught me. You change the shell on the inside to be like the spicy Dorito yeah. shell, and it's much better. So, you know, I, it's a it's a cool idea, but you don't fuck with perfection. Let's be honest. The cheesy gordita crunch. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, the last the last poll, semi serious one. So this would be a good way to end the show. I'm glad we have Rich here, um, as we have about ten minutes left in. You know, because you're someone who's in the editorial business Mm -hmm. um, in a more classic sense. And, you know, you had that serious issue that went down with uh, the IGN plagiarism situation. Yes. The the poll I posted was basically this question, and I'll throw it to you, is IGN handled the situation well, but it raises some flags about the hiring process, and that came back 77% yes. And my logic was, I'll get to my logic in a second, but... yeah. I want to get your thoughts on the scenario. Um, if we're specifically going with uh, raises any flags about their hiring process, I <laughs> don't know if I'd fully agree. Um, because I think their hiring process, especially in this scenario, made perfect sense to me. It's a shame that this wasn't caught sooner. Um, Philip, Philip, I, Philip or Philippe, Philip, I want to say, uh, was a YouTuber with a prominent following, and that is how he got his job at IGN, to my understanding. Uh, in the modern day, I think it totally makes sense to hire people based off things like that. Um, it's just, it, and it's something that's personally upsetting for me, like, as we dug more and more into this situation. Um, mostly because there are so few full-time jobs in this industry, as you guys no doubt know. Mm-hmm. Um, to have somebody, in a sense, fake their way into one is just... It's infuriating to a sense as somebody who's doing it part time and trying to get into a like I, there are people that would kill for that job. I would count myself among mm-hmm. them. I will not kill yeah, anyone. Rich has actually my, killed yeah. a few people I know of. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All dead by my <laughs> hand. <laughs> Don't look in his trunk. Yeah. 
Uh, but it's just, it's insane. And then that apology video was something of a joke. Uh, he never truly, uh, he never admits to what he's done and essentially egged on Kotaku to, yeah, go find more stuff, which is the last thing you want to say to Jason Trier because he totally did find more stuff. Mm -hmm. And so did Reddit. (laughs) That was such a horrible idea. Like, has... We're now at the point where they're purging him from IGN. They're Mm -hmm. removing everything he's ever done, and they are actually looking into getting staffers to re-review games that he reviewed. Yeah. Well, yeah, Uh. I I agree with you 100%. I think my biggest takeaway and why I pose the question that way, and I I agree with where you're coming from to a point, Rich, because we're living in this age where hiring YouTubers is more normal. I guess my thing is I want to know that there's people there that can sniff out inauthenticity. And yes. I, I was talking to some people that... And I think IGN I was, handled the situation very well, uh, I will say they, that much. They they handled it, like, yeah. immediately. They took the allegations very seriously, but they didn't just pull the trigger. They investigated, and in less than 24 hours, they had everything they needed and let him go. But, but think about what that... Is, like, I agree with you, but think about what that means to say out loud. Is them handling it well is just them doing what any normal person would do. What are they going to do? Wow, we don't believe you. Let's keep, no. It oh, was exploding in front of their eyes. That's just the they thing. There are worse ways that's... to do it, and also yeah. they um they are looking into. I don't know how it was fleshed out, but Boomstick Gaming, uh, the channel mm-hmm. that wrote that review, they're looking into actually giving him compensation uh for uh Phillips' video, which is above and beyond what they are technically obligated to do. I think is a very well. Good he got the best compensation of all, which is publicity. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he's getting clicks for this, no doubt. Yeah, probably good for. I guess what I mean is, I want to think that there's people there that can sit in a room and interview you and tell that you're a phony because I just don't feel like. Well, I, don't I, I was even talking feel like to, it's um, that though. I mean, well, I, let's put it this way: I was you I was can talking phone to it in and just copy yeah. a review like and i also don't think he thought he was doing anything wrong i think he'd been doing it for so long that that's the way he thought it was done yeah like it, i don't feel like it was just he was intentionally out there trying to steal all this stuff i feel it at least from the way he presented yeah. himself it seemed like he was just phoning it in and had been phoning it in for so long that he didn't realize that that was unacceptable and almost well, that he, he never really learned how to review a game but but that's what i'm saying if you're really passionate about the industry you're not going to ever want to phone something in. There has to, I agree. Sh- I, I agree. I guess I was, I, was, I was talking to a listener who said their dream job when they were younger was to work at IGN and they follow a lot of their stuff closer than I do. And they were telling me how they, this particular person, they would watch them like screw up their coworkers' names and like they just seemed really like mm-hmm. all their opinions were sterile. And like, I guess what I'm saying is maybe I'm wrong, but I'd like to think if you're going to work for the biggest gaming company in the, in, arguably in the world. Yeah, the, that they are the gonna, ESPN of video games. Yeah, that they are just going to look for the most interesting and passionate people out there. And if you couldn't sniff out that he... Did you hear how he got most of his following? From the Switch like, giveaway, uh, yeah. Giving and, away Switches. Like, and again, I, I can't uh, really speak to their hiring process. I mean, the best you could say is that, yeah, clearly they handled it the right way in, in, after the fallout of it all. I mean, people are going to slip through the cracks. It's a big company. Um, it, it really is just a shame that, like, to get as far as he did to be the Nintendo editor for IGN. And then to... F- One of the things he said, I think, that bothered me the most, because it's like, ask anyone who reviews games. Um, he said, he goes, oh, what I did was research. Ask anyone who reviews games. We all do this. Anyone I have spoken to, and you can ask me myself, if I'm reviewing a game, I do the exact opposite of what he did. 
I don't want to hear the thoughts of others on it because I don't want it to taint my own opinion as it's developing. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Every time this guy opens his mouth, he sounds kind of like an idiot. Because I, I, that, I, that, at that <laughs> point, whether it's intentional or not, let's say I'm you, reviewing a game, Morgan, and you're playing the same game and you and I start talking about it and you make a pretty good point to me. Then I sit down to write the review and it's backwards. I have like this good thought, but I'm like, am I the one who even initially said that? And then it's like imprinting. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a it's a fine mm-hmm. line. But in, yes, in a lot of cases, he was not straddling that line. He had leaped over it. Mm. Yes. And I guess I just would hope that there's people that can not catch the crime because it, it's hard to catch necessarily until they did. Um, but to catch the people before they get there, I just like to think somebody could sit in a room with this guy and be like, you know what? He just seemed a little fake to me. You know what I mean? I'd like to think mm. that I, I feel like maybe they were pressured to hide. I, this is speculation. I'm not afraid to speculate because I just don't care. Um, but I feel like maybe they were pressured to hire him because of his YouTube following. Yeah, I know. I 100% think that played a huge factor. And um, it was this guy who's I, already yeah. got this huge following is coming to IGN and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think you're 100% yeah. correct in that. It's the weirdest thing about the controversy is normally you hear about interesting, passionate people that get in trouble for other stuff. Like, oh, man, I love following that guy's work, but he got caught snorting heroin off a stripper's asshole. You know what I mean? I, mean, you know, I guess mm. that would never happen. I would never get, <laughs> I would never get caught. Cocaine. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> snorting cocaine. That's better. Yeah. Um, can you even snort heroin? I, you can't you probably heroin. can. I, I, I live on Long Island, the heroin capital of the world, so I'll ask around. Is that real? You oh, yeah, heroin? like, you heroin's, like, it's, it's like finding fucking powdered sugar over here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought about that statement, and I'm like, is, that, is powdered sugar easy to find? Like, I, I don't know. Hmm, maybe. It might be easier than powdered sugar. It might be, yeah. Oh. I'd probably just yell out my window right now, and somebody would be like, yeah, meet me downstairs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's a bummer. Like you said, people like us are fighting tooth and nail for this, for the things that we care about. And these phony ass motherfuckers slip through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wish the best for the people he, he stole from because it's just, it's so shitty. It, it really is. And I don't want to, I don't want to tear anyone down. I don't want to blow up anyone's spot, but it just bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. They know. teach you that in school. Don't plagiarize. They want to hear your own <laughs> it's, opinion. Yeah. Thank you, Fish. How come you always used to cheat off me in, in eighth grade, though? You always came over and cheat here. No. Never did I cheat off you. He wanted to pass. Anyways. I was, I was gonna take that to a really weird place. I decided not to. It's it's crazy, but the the quick rundown of the polls is most people. Maybe I tricked them with my questioning. Seventy seven percent of them agreed that IGN should probably be a little more careful about who they're hiring. Um, hey, if you want someone, hire me, IGN. I could do it. Um, I'm just. You'd have to learn English right first. No, I've been trying to teach you English for years now, that, and it hasn't stuck. And your defense, it's a complex language. Yeah, true. Um. Uh, most people do love the cheesy gordita crunch. Um, 60% of our audience will, does want to see Meg, and I'm telling you, be careful. Um, and of course, 64% does like hot sauce on their eggs. As the rundown, we have a couple other podcasts. 
If you want to see some interviews that me and Shay do, he's, uh, he's not here right now. He's scuba diving, as I mentioned. Um, he has a podcast called um, Evoking the Sublime. I have a podcast called In the Blood. You can find them. We do a bunch of interviews with people in the industry we um, are fascinated with. Uh, Patreon.com slash Swordchomp is where you can support us, like our friend Rich from Destructoid. Rich, where can people find all of your wonderful material if they want to? They, they, I loved hearing you talk on the podcast, Rich. You seem like such a cool guy. Where can I find more of your stuff? Uh, you can find me at Destructoid.com. You can find me um, at the Cooperative Play Podcast. We are on iTunes. Um, mm-hmm. And you can find me on Twitter at the Richmeister Zero. Or type in the maestro into the search engine in Pornhub. Yes, oh, yeah. No videos below four God. stars. All right, all right. Well, <laughs> whoa. Mm. Not messing around. We'll have to cut that out. People aren't supposed to know. Um, <laughs> thank you, Rich, for being here. I appreciate it. Thank we, you for having me. Uh, we'll wrap up the show just in time. Thank you, Josh, yes. for being here from Michigan. And, uh, of course, Fish, thank you for finally showing up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he made it. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Our favorite. I could do favorite Filipino Johnny Depp impersonator in the meantime. So, um, as usual, we love you, and we will be back next week. Bye-bye.